In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. another one share i guess you oh i see save all right okay and then where am i at right here okay ladies and gentlemen we're back we are back with the true life podcast i hope everyone had a beautiful christmas i hope you have a wonderful new year i hope you've got something good in your stocking and you're surrounded by the people that love you because I have a show for you today that I think you're going to love. I hope everybody is ready to embark on a transformative journey with a phenomenal guest on the True Life Podcast. Allow me to introduce the remarkable Dr. Neutron, a beacon of inspiration for those yearning to break free from the clutches of burnout and embrace a purpose-driven life. Imagine a world where resilience, mindfulness, and fulfillment converge. Are you caught in the corporate burnout cycle, struggling to balance the demands of work, family, and personal well-being? Well, Dr. New is here to guide you towards a future where burnout fades, replaced by vitality, and stress surrenders to purpose. With 13 years in pharmacy leadership and over 23 years of expertise spanning beauty, wellness, pharmacy, and medical sectors, her journey from burnout-induced health crisis to holistic living fuels her passion for empowering others. As the founder and CEO of KN Health Consulting, she navigates the realms of holistic practices, mindful integration, and impactful lifestyle changes, ensuring remarkable results. Doctor, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? What an intro, George. How are you? Hope you have a good holidays, and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's truly an honor, and I'm blessed to not only call you my dear friend, and I'm so proud and such an inspiration So, so many. Well, thank you for the kind words, and I, I've done well for Christmas. My family is happy and healthy, and that means my extended family as well, so I'm really blessed to to get to be here and speak to cool people like you and and hopefully say some words that are there to help inspire other people. So, you know, maybe for my guests who may not know a little bit about your journey, you're an author, a wellness coach, a consultant, a doctor, you're so many things. 
How did you, maybe you could tell people a little bit about your backstory, about what gave you the, the courage and the tenacity to become who you are today. Uh, wow. There's so, so many uh, reasons, but I think one of the things, the pivotal moments that I would say I need to be the voice for others would be when I see people burning out and literally in the healthcare realm. You know, for, for someone in a healthcare to say in a wellness space to really take care of someone, it's a reflection of you have to take care of your people, meaning your employee and your staff and your colleague. And I think that as someone to wanting to attempt, not myself, but as a coworker that worked with me, wanting to attempt suicide for the second time, that has been like a, a rude awakening for me because just um, not only seeing the day-to-day -day hustle and grind of someone showing up and a lot of things in the back end, meaning family issues and things, but as employer, not really getting to know and saying, I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on, but you know, maybe we can have a conversation or is there something we can do? I think not acknowledging, right, that as a human being, something is not right, a red flag, but no, it's not even having any of that it's just saying i don't care i want you to show up unless you're dead like literally it's just that metaphor meaning i want you to be here and it's just it's just that sad situation when you're thinking about even if it's a nephew or a, you know for her family it's um it's not something that you should i i think because i see myself if you were in their shoe what would you do if you were uh a family oriented and you got nobody else to help out. You're the aunt who doesn't have kids, but you want to take care. So it's just a heartbreaking when I see, and it's not just one time, you know, it's just, I think it's multiple layers, right? You see a lot of things, George. And I think because when you're to that point, you're like, no, it's, we have to make that change even in the bigger impact to amplify our voice to say that this is enough, right? Because healthcare, we're taking care of people. We cannot be a disservice, and that's not serving our people at all. That's a toxic, not only to your coworker, your worker. And then you come home, you, you're not going to be well. Look and right. imagine all the things you bring home, right? So I think that right. was like the moment I say, no, this is it. This is where <laughs> I'm going to use all my skills, my experience, and all I think. And just as a, my perspective on we as a healthcare, even just human to human, like we're humankind how we should treat one another. And because if we want to take care of ourselves, like well-being, like, you know, people pay a lot of money to not only beautify right, on the surface, but also saying they're willing to put a lot of money to be well, right? When people are in the status quo, but you cannot do that if you can't take care of the little things, right? Yeah. And that is like a pitiful, it's just, and in a Western world for us, it's like for people who don't even have anything, and then for coming in perspective of you're wearing a mask, you're supposed to take care of patients. Now you're doing the hypocrite. You're just you know, doing it for money. That's all it is. Right. And I, I truly believe that you can thrive and you can be successful, but you have to take care of your people. At the end of the day, it does not matter. You know, whatever religion, race, gender. But I think when you take care of one another, acknowledging, let's say if you're 
and I have my UPS driver, right? When I was working in the field, George, no, literally, when I heard your story, George, <laughs> my heart date, because I work in the field, right? And when every time I get a package, right, whether it's at home or when I'm at work, I thank all the people because it's like they work so hard. It does not matter. For me, it's not a, the duties. Like even if it's a trash man, a trash woman, yeah. I thank them like if it was the president. It's not you shouldn't have a oh, bow down because you are the president. And then the, you you should neglect the one that is doing your, your recycling or your trash. To me, they all equal, right? Mm -hmm. Because everyone has a role in this planet, in this universe that we call home, right? Yeah. Whatever time that we live in. So how about thinking of outside of saying, what if it's your brother and sister? What if it's your mother? How about if it's your you know, kid? What would you do? How would you handle it? And I think that that free shifting that mind, you know, of saying our perspective and saying, this is how we should think about Right. And it's so much easy. I think it's so very simple. But many people, it's like, I don't know what to do. People ask, like, what's your success? What is your, you know, how did you do this and that? But it's the truth. When you lead with love and kindness and empathy and really have compassion to help others, the rest will flow. That is the law. It doesn't matter if you believe in the higher divine or not. Right. And that's where I, I think because when you show up, as who you are, you're going to attract so amazing people like you who, who want to help you. And that's how I, I truly believe that because so many amazing people, the moment I say enough is enough. And then I say, I'm going to show up differently because, mm -hmm. you know, before I wasn't the type, I don't need to tell what I need, like what I'm doing. But now the stories is what's going to make people remember stories people kind of think about. And that is like it hit them in the heart, right? Versus it's not to say that you are an important figure to say that you were there for that person, but it's reality of a wake-up call, call for people who say they need to be awakened. Cannot be in the, you know, the hustle and then come back and say, now my health is, is so stressed out, I'm burnt out, but sometimes you got to pause, have a little reflection where we are now. How did we get here? How did I get here? Right. And yep. I think it's sometimes looking in the mirror on our, our own self, not just looking point fingers. Right. Why did you do that to me? No. A lot of time we have to own up to saying we are part of what happened now. Right. Yeah. That is where how can we change? How can we move forward? That is the conversation that we need to have, not just the blame. There's no one to blame. We're all a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all guilty on some level. And I love the way in which you talk about meeting people in your life and having the same respect for them that you would have for a family member. It's a lot of the times I've learned is that the things you see in other people, especially the things that irritate you are just things you need to fix in yourself. You know, if you see someone, they're often reminding you of things you don't like about yourself. And if you can be aware of that, for me, that's enough to make me start laughing and be like, oh my, I am such a knucklehead or apologize or just take that pause that you were talking about and be like, okay, this person that I was annoyed at is actually doing me a huge favor by showing me something I need to work on. And that's usually enough to change the entire perspective of the situation, you know? And like, it took a long time for me to get there, but I, if, if, one, if somebody listening to this can use this in a way that's 
it'll be transformative. And I, I really think that's a big part of understanding your environment is understanding your relationships and why you feel the way you do. And, you know, you spoke about seeing people as family members and taking, especially in the healthcare industry, taking care of people and taking care of your people. It sounds to me like maybe this was something that was instilled in you at an early age. Like was maybe you could speak a little bit about how you took care of your family and how that led to the career path that you chose. And how about your outlook where you are today? Well, good question, <laughs> Georgia. Oh my goodness. So I came to the U S as an immigrant, you know, my, my parents came sacrifices, leaving the home, the country for the freedom for their kids, which is now the land of the opportunities, you know, for us to make a difference and just having that freedom to do what we would like versus in the communist country, right? To be dictated everything that you do. But with that said, it's um, having that sacrifices as, you know, for the parents. And when I came here, did not know any English. So having that as the gratitude is always in my heart meaning knowing that it's their sacrifices is, you know, where I am right now is because of them. So to, to that effect is I've, I've led a life always with gratitude to this day. And then after when we came to the U S my father passed away with cancer, but at first it was, he was diagnosed with kidney stone and then they went to surgery and saying, Oh, after the surgery, now he have liver cancer, quote unquote. So at that time, because you're new to the country, there's people who's been here like maybe in past 1975, you know, now we just came to the U.S., you know, later. And they were like, maybe you have a malpractice. Maybe something went wrong. You need to look into further. But having the financial, we didn't have the money. We didn't have the support. We have no friends, no family. How can you even look, you know, to look at that situation so now that I think it also has an impact to say, I need to find out more, more than what's going on, meaning to help other people, my family to not only educate on health and wellness in the medical field. And that was one of the seeds that dropped, continue dropping. And so yeah. it's, it's my passion to see that when I went to my career, I see people don't treat their patients as their family. And then after I gone to my career path, I've seen people are so frustrated and not happy. And for me, when I see all the news, but for me, I still feel like, why are they not so happy, right? Because the gratitude is one. They didn't see the positive side, right? They didn't see that they're still serving the patient. So if giving whatever situation that you have, make the best of it, but then treat it with that love and nurturing, right? That you're in it, to help to serve. It's not about, oh, they're giving me too much task, too, too much metrics and KPI and all this. So now you throwing a, I don't care, oh, the burnout and just patient as a number. That become your treatment philosophy, your mm -hmm. eye to your workflow is different, right? right? If you if I treat you just a number, then, oh, I don't care if this person's gonna make it or not versus if you care for someone, like your family, you want to take care of how it's being treated, how you want to word it, and how you want to take care during their illness. And that was one of the things that I've noticed that we have to kind of change. It's not just about treatment of 
Oh, okay. You got to go surgery. Here's a pill, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the prescriptions. Go get it. Yeah, if you don't get it fixed, come back to see me. If you don't get well, come back. And it's just really just making money. That is all it is. If you look at and when you're in management, people make decisions based on money. Yep. Again, what's the biggest bottom line is either what's the biggest return on investment to get mar you know, profit margin. It's not about serving the patient on based on their core values and their purpose of serving. And that was where I had enough. I was like, <laughs> can fuck me. <laughs> how, how, how can we be in this situation when people can't even afford a medications, right? Yeah. That's one. And how can providers, you know, go in this, putting themselves and saying that it's the reason for the system, but not doing anything about it. So if I feel like, okay, if you don't like it, you have to find a way to change it, get out of it. Because when you're in it, you are collective karma. You 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 are saying condone to it. Yep. You are saying, I agree, go ahead and continue harming the patients, right? That is where I feel like, no, we have to step up and say, we, we can do this. We can do it much better. And there's lots of people that will say, no, this is not, it got to stop. So yep. we've got to find ways to make it work for our people. This is who we are. We're here to serve, to help people. And that's who, like for me, I always have that finding a ways to help people. It doesn't matter what industry, what career path, because before I went to pharmacy school, I was always in, you know, in the beauty, meaning take care, like beautify, cos cosmetology, sales. I mean, it's just the, the business aspect. But really, at the end of the day, it's serving. The customer service, everything is the same. If you take care of your people, you, your people will come back to you, plain and simple. But if you're not transparent, it's not everything is transparent. You show them everything that you said you would do. Right. But people who are smarter than you can pick it out. They can have that. Um, we're going to have a conversation, right? <laughs> yeah. And and I, I, I truly see that that is my my burning fire. I think every day is changing especially in healthcare, George, mm -hmm. just imagine now all the pharmacists, all the doctors and all the nurses tapping out, burn out, and they leave. What would happen to our elderly? What would happen to our next generation? Right? And then for me, I also see another aspect that's forgotten is holistic approach. For me, it's not just treating a patient as a one pill, like a pill for an ill. It, mm. it doesn't fit that way. That pill might work for an A patient, but it doesn't work for a B patient. So I think not only looking at holistic approach, meaning your mind, body, and soul, and spiritually yeah. is so important. And I think when people look at studies, if you look at a glass of water, if you really have prayers like sincerity, pray with your thoughts and loving, that water become medicine. But if you have ill intentions and having like harmful to that person, this water becomes toxic, like meaning a poison. So that is the literally the power of moving your not only energy, but there's things that I think in our naked eye we cannot see. Right. But other powerful that can see are saying that that is the truth. Meaning you can have all the water that we can filter, alkaline, all the best water in the world but our thoughts are so toxic, it's killing us from the inside. It's not about the outside. 
we got to hone into our inner self and, and it start with us here. So, yeah. because everything start here. Yeah, I agree. I, I, it seems that on some level, the people that are most in a society that is sick, those who are well-adjusted are the sickest among us, <laughs> you know? And I was one of those. Like, I think a lot of us go through these phases where we find ways to make ourselves fit into situations that we know we're uncomfortable, that we know we're wrong, but we're afraid. We're afraid to be that person that stands up and is like, not another minute of this. I'm going to say, I'm going to do something. All, a lot of us think that. And on some level, like you spoke about, I think we become the medicine. When our thoughts become more pure, when we get to that point of not another day, not another minute, all of a sudden we become that beacon of light for others to hope for. And you've done it. And so many people listening to this have done it where they stood up for something they believed in and other people came to them and are like, hey, thanks for doing that. You know, And you have no idea who you can influence when you listen to your heart and you do the right thing. Like people are watching. Maybe something bigger than people are watching, but you are like that 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 little stone in the pond that radiates ripples when you create an act of kindness. It affects everybody around you, and it affects people on a level that you may not ever thoroughly understand, but it does. And I, I would argue that we are obligated to become the very best versions of ourselves, and that's when we begin to transform society. And we see it. Like I see the people in the comment section of the things that you're doing. I see the interviews that you're doing. And I see the passion for with for which you go out and you speak on a, a daily basis out there, like talking to people and radiating this love for people. And I'm hopeful that the future of well-being will will be like this flame that catches on. But looking ahead, like, do you see the future of well-being and holistic living? How do you see the future of of well-being and holistic living for individuals and larger societal? context moving forward so for me i see the movement of shifting not only depending on just depending on <laughs> bluntly just western medications right okay. there's other modalities and when we talk about miracles my mother-in-law recently went to a traditional family practice and gotten all the x-ray and all the things and she was literally were not able to walk in two weeks, not a single food in her body. But she did not able to walk. But when we took her to acupuncture, okay, holistic and other you know, modalities that we implement at home, it changed her life and she was able to walk, talk mentally better. But before it was dead downhill like literally it just it is like a higher force that sucked the life out of someone right yeah and you, there's no cure there's no they don't know what's going on they can't explain it but that is why i, I think for, for us to have this conversation is people who were giving the diagnosis do not just take that first opinion get a second or third opinion right yeah. and then look at other options that are out there holistically plant-based medicine right because it's been thousands and thousands yeah. of years. But the reason why I stand, it's, it's going to be sound like I'm a hypocrite, but because the pharmaceuticals are the one, the giants, right, are making money, right? They don't want you to be cured. 
they want you to still be ill so they can control and and that's the feeding into their money their right. ecosystem because if they treat you well and then you you don't need the medication you're not depending on it then what can they do to continue making money the yeah. obviously is there's a side effect when you take this you keep oh they, so i'm going to give you another pill for that side effect that you have now you have a stomach ulcer from mm -hmm. that medication and then you keep on taking that oh now i'm having this other side effect now i'm having a rash i'm going to give you a prescriptions for that right so it keep on going you yeah. add on from one source yep right one illness without looking at how we can do it in holistic on all the different factors because i know the system push the healthcare practitioner and doctors they're not giving the time i get it i'm in there yeah. i know but with that saying, we have to be the leaders who saying enough is enough. We have to make policy. We have to add things. We, we have to be the voice yeah. for our patient advocacy. Because if you were on the other side of the table laying down as the patients, would you want a quick fix either? Here's a pill or a surgery. Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, you don't have that much left, right? So that's it. Like meaning it's just so... There's no feeling to the patient when you're giving them a diagnosis. I had Mark, he's a leader of like cancer society. And you know, they, they're giving a diagnosis of seven weeks to live. Now he's like thriving in years, years, years. But just imagine the, the physician just telling you, just go ahead and prepare because for the worst, because you don't have, I can't cure you. I can't, there's no, you know, and just imagine if, someone believe and trust you as a doctor but the way you handle and how you frame frame that person yeah. terminal oh i don't have that much time left that is it's just like so if someone doesn't have the willpower on their own to fight for their own life they will go downhill because it's mental over my mind over matter right because the same pill if i give you a placebo with right. no drugs versus you know nothing in it and i say oh here you go just take it follow me uh the instructions so and so and you take you think this is the power i said this is a magic pill it's a higher dose yeah but it's not it's a lower or nothing in it right no right. nothing ingredient and you believe in it it's the power of your mind and yep. that is where i, I want to give people hopes that there are miracles, there's other modalities, there's holistic, there's, I mean, there's so much, and you know this, and you you, you would, I see implementing, you know, holistic plant-based, I see that a respectful for our natures. Sure. Because if we don't respect our natures, mother natures, right? Yeah. All the things, we just burning and killing all the trees and just being, you know, like modernized, where where are you gonna have any plants and grass and trees and fruits and all the things that support our system? And I think that just having respect for one another as a human being, and then even the animal to me, and I don't, people will have a different belief, but to me, it's also be kind to them because, you know, there's people who, because when people say, well, I have to eat that because you know, it's a, it's a way to live. Is it really? People who's vegan or people who are vegetarian can can live it well. I'm not saying that you you know go one extreme to another, 
but kind of do your research, right? To see yeah. what's best for you at that moment of time to get you well. There's so much that, you know, data out there, but when you talk about data that people publish, as in you have to look at it, is it pharmaceutical? Right. You have to read all the things that is being published. It takes money. It takes a lot of things to publish a data. So we're talking about big players. It's not just people who are treating that are the small people making a difference. There's things that are being passed down thousands and thousands of years that works. Yeah. And it's just that is where I, I've seen the, the transition um, on medicine, George. And then also for me, I see of uh, meditations, the shifting our energy, right? People yeah. are doing breath works. I see that is because for me, that is how it shifts when I've dealt with our own grief, you know, with the loss of our nephew. And because we're coming from a spirituality really strong, to have a big impact like that, you seek deep, deep, deep more into your spirituality when it's the most trying time. Yep. And I think that's where people right now, right? I've seen that we need to have a calling for, to have a inner works, to have that prayer, to have that spirituality awakening. Because that is where I think we're lost in this world because we're looking at outside for solutions. But it should be looking at us. How we led to now. And what can we do to make a difference? For us, one person can change so many lives and it starts with us. Until we change here, our hearts and our mind, we can't change anything. Because that's where a lot of things start. Because people always say, well, it's so hard. You know, they, it's, it's hard to change. But if I think it's shifting, it's, is it hard to change? Or is it because you're not willing to do the work, right? Yeah. Being consistent to follow the process and, and trust the process to, to find a better way for you. Because if you're stuck and if you're fed up with the system, then you have to find a ways. So if you want to live a life of your own design, like George right now in Hawaii, then you have to find ways to make it work for your own, not only as you believe your values, but what you stand for. Because at the end of the day, you have to be able to be okay with it, to be able to sleep at night. And I think that is where I see, you know, genetic testing. I see, you know, epigenomic. I see pharmacogenomic, uh, I see DNA testing, but, but really all that is fancy, but really for me, honing in for a useful tool that can deal with every day that whether it's people call it meditation, whether it's mindfulness for our thoughts yeah. that come in and how we interact. It's the same phrase, but how we interact when someone offends us, do we judge? Do we quickly, you know, jump to conclusion and, and want to either say bad thing back? Or if someone are going through a hard time, do we judge and well, not judge, but in a way, give advice saying, oh, mm -hmm. new or George, you should do this because of based on your own perspective. And I think that we have to kind of reframe and want to pause, put a breakdown and just listen to them and maybe ask, get to know them first. And I think that is the core of everything is getting to know one another on a deeper level before we make any treatment, right? 
and yeah. then how that specific because we're all unique the same method will work to someone but it would not work to that is where the personalized uniqueness of how it is now and it just more so than ever because i think we're so the technology bring us together so more information and we can streamline we can do a lot of things that is showcased but it's been here thousands of years I've went to conferences that are like people who are in the medical field now helping people going through the energetic work, right? On a meditations world. But that has been always been a thousand, thousand of years, right? Yeah. And it's it's amazing of what that will shift you, your mindset and everything that you want to have successful in business in your life. It start with you. And if you don't look inward and you just look outward and finding solution and all the tools and whistle and bells, at the end of the day, you're not going to be happy, right? Yeah. You have to look in inward. And I think that's it's, it's a big missing in our society, George. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that it's – I, I love that you can see the changes and that shift beginning to happen because I can see them too. And maybe it's because of where we are in our life, or maybe it's because, you know, we're doing, we're, we're, we're experiencing it right now, but I, I do see more and more people. I think it's contagious in a way. Like when you start taking responsibility for your life and you start realizing, Hey, I can be better. You know what? I can be a lot better. And I don't like the way I'm, I'm treating these people. And then you start realizing, I don't like the way I'm treating myself. Cause a lot of the times, the way we treat other people is the way we treat ourselves. If you if you ever notice, you know, sometimes and sometimes it's easier to notice this in somebody else first. If and, and here's a little exercise everybody can do. When you find yourself in a confrontational situation, be it at work or home, or maybe you just witness one, the person that is having a, an emotional outburst is usually the way they're treating someone else is the way they treat themselves. So if you listen to the language they use, I'm like, wow, listen to the language that person's using. They probably have that same language for their internal dialogue. And if you just think about that for a minute, it'll click and you'll be like, wait, the way I have an outburst is the same inner dialogue that I have. And that will give you the first perspective shift where you can start changing it. Being like, you know what? Maybe I don't like talking to that person that way because I don't like the way I talk to myself. And you, you start to see this whole other language emerge like the way you interact in nature the way and and, and it's like you said as outside as so inside like if you look at our society the way we practice the capitalism or the way we practice the society is kind of the way we treat ourselves and so when you begin having that shift internally you begin to shift the community and one like you said one person can begin to make a difference because what happens when you start making a shift inside yourself people notice and they're like Hey, what's what's new doing? I really like her style all of a sudden. It's kind of nice to be around her. Have you noticed the way she talks? Like you attract people and they start, it's contagious. This the same way we have been trained to think of illness as contagious, so too is wellness contagious. And that, that's part of the shift I see happening. And it's noticing the pharmaceutical companies that are, you know, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but on some level they're selling addiction. Here's this pill. Get back on the treadmill. Oh, it doesn't. That one doesn't work. Try this one. And I don't know why they call them side effects. They're all just effects. You know, this one gives you it clears your headache, but it also gives you a stomach ache. You know, there's this. They're both effects. Not one is better than the other. They're equal. And you know, it's it's fascinating to see society on that level. And 
I love the, I love the way you're explaining that in, in, in helping people move through those systems and talking about the community impact that it has. And, you know, I, I, I'm curious too about when you think about community impact, we've spoken a little bit about how an individual can change the community. And, and we've talked a little bit about how things are shifting, but what do you see in the immediate where you're at right now and the impact that this ship is having on the community? What do you see there? So on my personal life, sure. or your time. Let's do both. So, let's do. Yeah. So let's, let's do a little snippet. Okay. So when I did a deep dive at first, you, you know, when people always think it's success or whatever that we come across or now are able to have the calmness, mm -hmm. it doesn't work overnight. And it takes lots of lots of practice. Yeah. And my nephew passed away 2020. So it's like three years now. And every time our holidays gathering, my birthday, Christmas is never the same. And when people, when we, when we think of the survival guilt or people are stay behind, they're more mm -hmm. hurtful. Like, you know, yeah. people who survived a massive shooting, they're the survivor or like in a car wreck. Just imagine the mental capacity that they have to handle to continue on living, right? Not much time about thriving, yeah. just the mental sanity of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But the society, it's grief and loss and all the trauma. They expect, okay, I'm so sorry, but oh, well, today's Monday, get back to work, right? I mean, the reality is they don't give you the grace. They don't give you say, oh, we're going to give you a little grace on your rental or your mortgage, right. right? No, there's none of that. And I think that the society on the role on it, the impact, the mental health on someone that come through such a situation like that, it's, it's so, it, it, it feels suffocating in a way that no one understands what they've gone through because yeah. no one would, because unless you've gone through the same situations, it's so hard to know that even though they can say, well, they shouldn't have done this or the family did this, but every, just imagine for someone to pull their own trigger, what mm. would it be like for them to take their own life, right? And then, or even for me, looking as a, um, a host, well, <laughs> I guess I can tell you this. As a hostage survivor myself, okay, you probably don't know this. No. <laughs> so from a hostage survivor myself, looking in a perspective of someone pointing that at you, not at you, meaning they didn't come, come at from a, a standpoint of they're coming to get you, but now you are a hostage, right? You're in that situation and you're coming out of it. But in the middle of it, in the meat of it, you have to think of how and what led them to be they are. If you have compassion to have mm -hmm. empathy and feel hurt for them, then you put yourself in a different role. Then you are just only a victim. That is where I think for me to make it out alive to this day to tell the story is because I empathize. I see their pain. I see that they... Right were hurt right so i'm trying to to yes i know that you're hurting i i don't know all the you know what led you to what 
you know, to, to pull trigger to do all the arms. I mean, just as a for someone so smart, but led to the the path of no return. Just imagine you don't have a life anymore. But then how can you get them out? So they know that to release you, but also look at the family that you're leaving behind. Psychology is mm -hmm. right because the yeah. I mean the the one holding the gun is also a person, a human. It could be your brother and sister. And so yep. I think that that moment of shifting our mind, just the thought that you're hurting because they're hurting because they have to go so extreme to to be in that position. And I think that is where our society doesn't have that. They're right. only just thinking about me, meaning I'm the victim here, right? You cause harm, you you cuss at me, you my mental health, all the trauma, but you don't see what we done as a society contributing, right. whether we stay quiet when someone is abusing another person, that's still not okay, right? right? And I think that is the call out to say, we have a bigger role that we need to step up and say we cannot be this way anymore. And I think that coming from love, of course, because I love people and it shows because I'm willing to make sacrifices for others' people's well-being. So at the moment, you know, for me to release and say, just take me versus take everybody in the shop, just release everybody. So, you know, for me going back now having two kids, I would do the same. Because you would not want someone that have a family and kids. Just imagine what would happen if they were stuck behind. So having that bigger, there's a bigger purpose of being in that situation. I think I have that mental capacity to be able to handle it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was traumatized, right? <laughs> I wasn't right? that bad. But but I, I have things that help me, right? Help me in the moment and also in the, the way to get out of it and to heal. Mm -hmm. But I think as as us as as knowing and loving for one another to forgive someone, right? To right. be the bigger person to say, I'm sorry, that's gone. Whatever happens. But you have to be the bigger person to sorry for them, even though they're hurting you. So they can let go of whatever bitter and anger they they gone through in their life. And I think it's just sometimes it's so sad for me to see people always pointing like, no, they did this to me or whatever it is. It's all about me. When you hear mm -hmm. about the story and people want to talk about gossip and, oh, he, she, mm -hmm. this, and they go in circle on so many different, you know. But I think when you stay true to who you are. And you still love one another and you show kindness and love as your true self. Yeah. There's nothing that I wasn't willing to show. I'm raw. I'm transparent as I am. And right. I think because when you show up like that, people will see your true nature. But when you don't, you have that wall or that mask put on, people can't gravitate to you because they you know that they know that you're not really real, right? You're not genuinely yeah. caring for someone someone else out there. And I think that right. is so the, the impact that people live in nowadays, ego, greed, self-centered, it's everything about me, right? And when you talk about it, it's all of that. My family, my sister, my brother. But if you're saying we all in this together, we are one, one yeah. human being, one human uh, being. 
being yeah. is we have to be in the present for one another. And that's the biggest gift for us to be kind, to share love, compassions. Without it, we're not much less than an animal, isn't it? I mean, much. some of the animals are more loyal, right? When you yeah. really talk about it, because people always think defensive. But when we look at it on the characteristics, we are smarter, but doesn't mean smarter if we're going to treat uh, cheat the system, right? And hurt one another. Is That's not how we should use our smartness and our intelligence. Yeah. We should be creative and help one another. And I think until we lower, that's where war and everything start. I feel like politics and everything, it start because of our greed and ego, right? Of wanting yeah. control. I want to control yep. this. This is mine. You're not taking it. So everything is like a bump head. But if we really love one another and show love and kindness and grace and forgiveness, it's it's the solution of what a lot of things are going on right now. And mental health is like, it's huge. Right? And, and, you yeah. know, it's like, you know, when we talk about mental health, there's so much, I mean, we, we can talk about for days, right? And, and, and the, the, the things that, like the, the medication that people are being given that will have so much uh, side effect versus plant-based, you know, that you can utilize. So it's just, I I just think that as um, us individually, we need to empower people to take back the control. They have it within themselves or find yeah. people that rally and support them so they can nurture and be the beacon for their own lives and for their own family because all the things and people that are out there, you know, we want to give them the hope that knowing that there's someone out there care for them, then just all the money, 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 and everything is just about, you know, it's that's the sad world that we live in. But now with you, George, you are the positive, right? You create all the things, you, you blast off. No, and I love your energy because I think, you know, when you show up as you, who you are and what you're so excited for, you just, I mean, you know, we, we talk from our heart, right? right? We don't need to, we don't need to create anything and, and it shows. And I think it's just the impact that you are able to make. It's so huge. And it's not about our career path and what our right. title is. And that is where people need to lower our, our ego and our, yeah. our guard and really that's where our next generation will be better and it will be better for our own lives. Yeah. I, I really think that there's power in creation. And I know for me, when I come on and I do a podcast, like I get excited. Like I'm really excited to talk to you and these other people and discuss these cool topics. But in these moments, like I'm excited because I'm really living. Like I'm, I'm here with you and I'm having this conversation and, and in the act of creating there is no past and there is no future. There's nothing to be depressed about or there's nothing to have anxiety about. I'm not worried about what someone did to me a minute ago. I'm not worried about a conversation that I had because I'm really focused on what you're saying. I'm learning and I, I feel like we're having this free flow exchange. And I think for other people, whether you're doing a podcast or whether you're fishing or maybe you're making dinner or maybe you're reading a book or you're cleaning your house, whatever you're doing, if you can focus that you're actively doing something, if you can live in this creative moment, then you're free 
from the anger. You're free from the guilt. And if more people can live in that space, if they can live in the now, that goes a long way to relieve yourself of the anxiety, to relieve yourself of the depression, to give yourself a break from that constant pressure that's telling you you're not enough or you don't have enough money or this thing's going to go wrong or you still have this problem in your life. Like, I'm not saying people should run away from that, but I am saying people should embrace that there are things that they can't control. And the more they try to control them, the more out of control their emotions get. So if you could focus on, okay, well, right now I'm doing this thing and I'm going to work on this thing. Sometimes if people just get out of their own way, it goes a long way in having a better relationship with themselves. Obviously, sometimes we're punishing other people for the things that we don't like about ourselves. And it's being trapped in the past. Or, you know, I have a copy of the DSM, which is the diagnostic manual. And when I sometimes I'll just flip through there and, and look at these diseases. And I'm like, man, these seem to me to be ailments of a person who is more than neurotic. You know, and it's not so much a mental illness as it is a reaction to a life that they're not living, you know? And I, I think a lot of people could pull themselves out of there and they could really gain control of maybe not how life's going to be in the future or what something happened, but they can, they can control what life means to them. Maybe that's where it is, right? Like you can't control what happens, but you can control the meaning of the event on some level, right? Yes, it, it's so it's so uh, true. It's um, you know, how many people can really be in the present moment, George? You know, it's many hard. people. It's uh, here, but then their mind is like, oh, I I have grocery, I have yep. you know, oh, what's for work? Oh, I have to re do a recording, this and that, and they're not really in the moment. And so when you're really saying in the moment, it's um, it's just set set intention, even if you're walking, right? Yeah. explore the nature the trees the wind all the beauties yeah. is there but when you're not you know either you're listening to something or you're doing a taxi or a linkedin youtube or whatever you're listening to podcast so your mind is diving into that conversation you know so it's 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 really um that that minor that people don't think that is so important but that little thing will make a difference in your life and you will see things that you don't see before. Yeah. And and that's the, the transformation. And I think when you do the work, not only you see the changes how you are, because it's your reactions, right? And other people will also have that ripple effect. Because yeah. now you're not reacting the way you used to. Now eat the other people is gravitating, say, wait a minute. I just did that and she was calm. She didn't say anything. So, you know, that, that kind. So I think that is where they, they, they probably have to question themselves versus if you talk back, right? So uh, there's a lot of things that even the power of staying silent sometime might have a bigger answer or it's just nothing than saying a lot of things. So mm -hmm. and I, I think it's because the society is, is um, the doing, got to do it now, the hustle and the you know social media of fancy house and all the yeah. shiny objects it's hard for people to go back to sometimes being simple simple things can make a transformation like simple things that you make one one changes in your life right yeah well will change how your life will be but it has to you have to know that it start with us we can't expect other people like, you know, 
when you have family, you have other things, you're like, I want them to change because they're mean, this and that. You, you can't change them. You have to change how you deal with each individual. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the, the thing that I, it amazed me sometimes is it's not about because sometimes people want to control and that that is the control piece, right? right. Your spouse, your kid, you know, as a parent, you want to be controlled because they didn't act the way you you like it. So you got to discipline, you're going to have, you know, consequences. But then sometimes or like as a husband or wife, it's the same philosophy, but it's you want the change that you want to see it start with you you have to make the seed like you have to do the work mm-hmm. to plant that trees for the next ripe but it's 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 like an art of living yep. literally to be mindful of all the things that you're putting out in the universe in your own universe and it starts with our thoughts and it's um yeah. it's it's so phenomenon that people who don't know but i feel like when they realize that you have it all if you silence and not do too much sometimes just have five minutes every day right people say i don't have much time can you really answer yourself saying five minutes a day okay (laughs) do do we spend more than five minutes on a phone right do Mm -hmm. we have more than five minutes on gossiping in front of some Mm -hmm. people you know it just pause and do a little of me time so you can be better for a better version of yourself so you can help others yeah (laughs) yeah everybody's got five minutes you know and if you don't wake up up five minutes earlier then there it is (laughs) (laughs) you know sometimes i wonder it's it seems to me and i know from my life some of the most traumatic experiences that i've have have been really deep reflective moments maybe at the moment you know there's there's some pain and some struggle and some things to go through but looking back on some of the most transformative parts of my life were you know where someone i loved dearly had passed away or there was an accident or sometimes these things that happen it's it's these pauses this interrupting of the pattern of daily life that allows reality to sink in sometimes and i'm wondering from your perspective as a doctor and as someone who has seen her own fair share of, of traumatic moments and you're probably around it more often than a regular person because of your your profession but do you think that that allows more time for you to have reflection and maybe that is one of the reasons why you're able to see so many of these things is because you're around people that are constantly having these moments of calamity or trauma and you're able to see people stop for a minute and make changes in their life like is that something that's affected you um, well, the biggest change, I mean, I see when we're talking about, let's say in healthcare is, you know, like lots of people not in the hospitals who doesn't have family mm-hmm. member or like, it's just so sad that they're yeah. at their life. They work all their life. Right. Even if you have tons of money or not at the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed and you're not able to function it's really frustrating, right? To not only not be able to talk, not be able to do the things that you love to do, the eat, the move, and you're in hospital, lonely. And to have that, 
healthcare provider making a round and having um, conversations that, um, you know, like a, like, a, like a child to a, a mother, you know, or to a grandmother or grandpa or a kid, if you treat it with that, that person have hopes to live. Mm-hmm. That hopes of for the patients to live is much it's it's more of um more than any treatment you can give a patient, and that is what I've seen. The aspect of the human kindness, human to human, yeah, and that empathy, that compassion, and that love extend to that patient goes beyond the measurement of a treatment protocol. And I think when you embody, yes, you can have, there's a time and place for treatment modalities and pills and all that when they're in a terminal ill and anything, but you have to treat them as a human being, like they're your own family, your brothers and sister and grandmother. When you do so, that love that you relate relay through your words mm-hmm. and your actions, it will radiate. That alone will have a ripple effect on that patient mm-hmm. and that team members. And it keep on yeah. having that ripple effect. And I think the same way for me on my lowest point would be, you know, I've seen so many things. And then when my, you know, nephew passed away, to, to have a, um, a rude awakening of this is the our society of not being aware of all the things that can affect someone, meaning it could be a words, it could be because during the pandemic, everything shut down, right? People don't have that interactions. And yeah. I think when you have less of interaction, you have to be more sensitive to how people are. And I think it, it taught us one thing is when people are in their lowest moment, we don't know what it looks like. They right. could be looking like everything's fine, but inside yep. they are in the darkest moment. How are we able to get them out, to give them that hope and love and kindness that they are yearning for and they feel like no one understand them? no one really care about them to have a hope to continue living right and i think that is where we as society play a role in all of it we need to be the change to we want to see anything changes it start with us a lot of people say i want this i want that the system but we have to ask ourselves a reflections of what are we doing to be a part of it right are we just being a silo and continue making the paycheck and buy the system and go with the flow and treating patient as just a number? Or are we really caring for that patient as if it was their our family? It's our duties. It's our responsibilities. When you take the oath and you're here to serve, right, for one another, and not many patients have a patient advocacy in their pocket or around to take care of them. And that's the sad part. And I think having that, knowing that everyone is different, you have to have a heart to know that 
so many different people are slacking just the basic of what we have, and we're not even seeing that. So to be able to change any perspective is having the gratitude of what we have now will change our shift for things that how we deal with one another, how we want to react. Before we react, how about we think of things that we be proactive and doing then reactive. And I think in our healthcare right now, and even in just in general, it's reacting, right? We need to get ahead of being proactive, not just reacting to it's already done. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a deeper uh, conversation, but I know we, we're just stretching the, the surface on a lot of things that I see that it's, it's um, a lot of change that needs to happen. And it starts with the leaders, right? The leaders, yeah. we got to own up to our responsibility. And for me, when I see leaders, we're not talking about just as the, the employer. The leader is is employee also. Every yeah. single one of the you know part play a part. So it's not just a manager, a boss. We all is a leader in itself. You need to take ownership in your own life, your own well being. Yeah. Well being is physical body, you know, mind and everything is start with you. You cannot yeah. let someone else dictate and control right. your thoughts. And and saying you're not worthy and you are so and so. You have to take that back. You're in this earth for a reason. You're in this earth for a higher calling. Yeah. And that is where I just want people to know that, you know, people are, are out here, you know, wanting to pass on that message so that way everyone can thrive and have a a well-being, not only in a physical body, but my mental, because it's 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 harder to treat mental than a physical body, right? Physical, mm -hmm. you see it heal, but your mind, that is where we have to, it's a deeper conversation than uh, the surface of looking if the scars heal on your school, on your womb, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can see the wounds on the outside, but you can't see them on the inside. And I think you made yeah. a brilliant point when, who knows what, who knows the face of depression? The face of depression can wear a smile all day long, yeah. but just be so burned out inside that it tears them apart. And a lot of people are, you know, I mean, it's sad to think about the people that I have known that have taken their own life or attempted to take in their own life. And you didn't even know. It's like, what? No way. Like it's, and it, I, I, I hope that everybody today can find a little bit more compassion when dealing with themselves and other people. Cause I think that's the antidote is you don't know what that person's going through. You know, maybe cut them a, cut them a break, cut yourself a break and, and, and realize that every, I think it was Robin Williams who left in his last, he made a video before he committed suicide. And it was something along the lines of give people a break. Everyone is going through a tragedy that you have no part that you have no understanding of. And if you can just think about that when you see someone who's upset or just think about that when you see another human being, like everyone's got their own tragedies and maybe they're going through theirs right now. It's, I think the world could always be better with a little bit more compassion and understanding. So Dr. New, this is amazing. I love talking to you and we got to have more of these conversations because I think, like you said, we just kind of scratched the surface of them. So, but before I let you go, where can people find you? What do you have coming up and what are you excited about? 
they can find me on LinkedIn, you know, uh, at Dr. New Trong and or at knhealthconsultants.com. And then it's a lot of things are coming. And um, I think 2024, it's, um, it's going to be an amazing year. Um, we have a lot of collaborations uh, coming. And I think um, just um, it's, it's something that um, I think when you see a purpose or a, a need, I guess, mm. for people to to hone into a simple things, that's where the innovative and creating solutions become. It's it's where it's not about making money; it's about serving and where you see the gaps, close yeah. the gaps, and help people. And that alone, you know, and I want every single one that are listening through your podcast know that they can do anything right they can do anything they wish and they want to just take baby steps but you know don't let anyone say that they cannot or you know otherwise you are not only powerful as yourself if you don't know it surround yourself with powerful people you know learn from people who have gone ahead of you yeah you know, and, and just really be surrounded a community that will cheer you up, lift you up. And when you, even if you're watching and you feel like they are the one that kind of inspire me, stay tight to them. Like George, like for instance, you know, and just keep on listening to his podcast <laughs> and learn from people who's in his podcast. But no, but in seriously, it's just because in, our, in order for us to grow, we have to be open to seeing what other perspective is out there. And into we we are kind of close on all the things that we have already been paint a picture by our communities, by things that's been, you know, conditioned to us. Let's let's try to have a, a blank page and see what the new things that you want to write on the new page. What would you want to write? And I think, you know, there's a lot of things that when you become positive, you lift yourself up and others to cheer you on you'll become unstoppable and then you can lift others. And I think, you know, when you leave with love, kindness and have empathy and compassion, what can't you do, George? <laughs> Limitless. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> and, and that, that is uh, where the universe will bring on you the right people. And I truly believe that. And I'm honored, grateful to be in your presence, George. It's always great. Not only talk to you, but you know, you're just abundance of love and you know when you someone genuinely care and wants the best you can see in their smile right you can yeah. see in how they talk it's not a, a fluff it's not something for show because when it's, it's a lot of work it's not easy nothing's easy <laughs> if you're thinking george doing podcasts is easy nothing's easy but it's worth it isn't it george so yeah. that is where I think, you know, just having that mindset shift will will change your life. And yeah. I can't think of anything else but sending my love, my gratitude, prayers to all those who are in the healing, you know, to have a healthy, speedy healing and to always be healthy, happy, and abundance of love and joyful and prosperity. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, hang on briefly. I'm going to talk to you afterwards briefly, but to everybody who 
got to hang out with us today. I want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I really appreciate everybody that, that listened. And more than that, I, I'm really thankful that we can all be part of the change that's going to make the world better. So I'm really thankful to everybody. And go and check out Dr. New. For those listening, you probably already know her, but she is an incredible source of well-being and light and warmth and comfort. And I suggest everybody go and reach out to her and check out what she's doing. She's got plenty of books out there. And we've just barely scratched the surface on some of her wisdom. And she cares and has a lot of compassion. And she's addictive to be around. So that's all we got for today, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you have a beautiful day. Aloha. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge. And I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. And it's been so rewarding to me that... I would just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, Go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.